This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, you can give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. Heck, you can even subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Now today, we're going to look at some of the dangers of making assumptions when it comes to your finances. Now you might assume certain things are set in stone when it comes to retirement, but actually, before we get into these misconceptions or assumptions, I really want to welcome my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing today? Well, I was kind of chuckling because uh, you know what they say about assumptions, Matt. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about some assumptions. And you know what? I assumed that we were going to talk about this topic today. See? But so maybe dangerous. it's not true. <laughs> I'm Raz. And so, yeah, I'm doing great. I've been, you know, swamped. Uh, but here we are. And looking forward to, to the year ahead of us and looking forward to doing the show with you. I love hanging out with you each week. We always ha manage to have fun. Uh, we do. Like I always say, if only they could hear what we talk about off air. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> we have a, uh, it's, uh, it's hard once we, once we start doing the show, uh, you know, we stick to the financial topics, but we talk about movies and music and everything else. Don't we? We do. We have a lot of fun, but you know, we do have, uh, to please the governing bodies that, I have to approve every word we say, so we have to stay on topic when we record. You're not going to use the F word, are you, FINRA? FINRA. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yep, we need to make sure we uh, keep them happy, and we want our listeners to uh, learn something. I know you always give them valuable tips and tools and things they can use and take away to improve their financial uh, you know, situations or help improve their situations, hopefully. Now, today, I guess we're talking about uh, misconceptions and assumptions. How about you? Have you had any misconceptions or uh, assumptions in your life uh, lately, Matt? No, I never have. That's good. <laughs> You're perfect. No. <laughs> but how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I'm, I'm happy. This is our first show of 2020 we're actually recording. So whenever you hear this, this is early January. We're recording this one and it's a brand new year. Uh, I like, I, I lo always love the beginning of the year. Uh, start on new goals and working towards, uh, you know, the things I want to improve for the next year. So it's always an exciting time of year for me. Yeah. And, uh, this is, it's all, it's always fun to do the first of something that you usually do, even though it's, you know, it's not the first, but it's the first of the year. So it's, a, I'm happy to be doing the show. Today. Yeah. Our first show of the new year, 2020. And, uh, who knew we'd even get this far. This is awesome. As far as in life, I mean, 2020 is here. This is the future is now, basically. Yeah, I right? mean, we started on radio, and now we're here, here on the interwebs, <laughs> right? In that's the, right. Uh, and that's it was three years we've been doing this now, I think. Yeah. So I've been, this is great. And, 
I will say this. I want to start 2020 with some information from October of 2019. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that long ago. I mean, when you look at it, it's just a, right. uh, basically three months ago. Right. right? But there, yeah, there was a Motley Fool article 2019 that was called Three Money Myths That Could Ruin Your Retirement. And the author is a personal finance and retirement writer, Katie Brockman. And she breaks down each of these things that she considers myths and how they can impact your retirement. Now, I like to consider these more misconceptions rather than myths since each comes from some factual basis. But the end assumption is kind of flawed in some way as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I think I might need to hear more, though, before I truly get what you're putting down here. Uh, give us an example. Sure, I'll go slow, Tony. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Gee, thanks. Still recovering from your Christmas break. I understand. <laughs> no. Take it slow uh, for me. You know that. <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, so take, for instance, this first myth or misconception mentioned in the article, which is you'll spend less in retirement. Now, according to the article, it's likely that spending will change during retirement for most people. It cites a report from J.P. Morgan that showed nearly 80% of retirees experienced a significant change in their spending. And I can tell you my day-to-day, -day, I see the same thing. Uh, however, more than 33% of those individuals found themselves spending more than they had before retirement during some of their retirement years. And again, I can tell you day-to-day, -day, I've seen the same thing. These years often come early in retirement. I, as you can imagine, the challenge that would come with you know suddenly spending more than expected this, this misconception could be expensive. You may average less spending per year over the course of your retirement, but that average may include years of more spending as well. So it would be a misconception then to assume you know exactly how that retirement spending will go. Yeah, expertly put, Tony. Very good. In, in my opinion, it's the spending fluctuation that can be the most dangerous part of the assumption. If you have a certain budget in mind and don't have the flexibility to adjust, you may put your financial future in danger. Yeah, and you, you don't want to do that. And I certainly want to avoid danger. It's kind of my life motto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> avoid all danger. What's another thing that we need to be wary of? Well, there, another misconception from the article is that if you wait until you have a higher income, it'll be easier to save for retirement. Well, at first blush, it's easy to rationalize this idea. You know, making more money would mean there's more money to save. But building a retirement nest egg can take years. And the value of compounding interest, which we've been talking about since day one of this show, can be a powerful growth tool for your savings. If you put off saving for retirement, you may find yourself needing to save an even larger percentage of your income. Missing out on years of annual rate of return can result in challenges later in life. I've seen it again, day to day, you see it happens. So saving early, even if it's a small amount, can have a strong financial result. Yeah, I know I've heard you talk about just how important saving, even just a little bit, uh, can be. Yeah, it's true. The power of accumulating wealth over time can hardly be underestimated. But let's look at the next misconception or assumption, and it has to do with Social Security. And I'd like to look at this from both sides of the issue. In the article, they caution against assuming Social Security benefits can be your primary source of retirement income. Now, according to the Motley Fool article from 2019, uh, October of 2019 to be specific, the average Social Security benefit is probably smaller than you think. In 2019, the average Social Security check was just over $1,400. So for many people, that's likely not enough to cover all your monthly expenses. No. Yeah. And when you look at the potential growth of medical expenses in the future, you may feel even less enthusiastic about covering your costs with Social Security benefits alone. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's really dangerous to assume that Social Security is going to cover all your costs in retirement. I mean, uh, that's just not likely at all. Yeah, the only person who would accept that is Ranger Danger and the Danger Rangers. You know, it would be very dangerous to assume that. It, it, it's it's also important to note that assuming Social Security won't be part of your retirement is likely to be a misconception as well. Now, in April 2019, there was a press release from the Social Security Administration, and it did provide some encouraging news. It was entitled, Social Security Combined Trust Funds Gain One Year, says the Board of Trustees. And, and details that the board trustees found positive developments in the long-term financial stability of Social Security. So that's great. But previously, the board found that the combined asset reserves of the old age and survivor's insurance and disability insurance trust funds would be depleted in 2034. The new report shows an additional year of estimated solvency has been gained. So that's good news. Well, yeah, that is good news. But does that mean Social Security is, quote unquote, fixed for a lack of a better term? Uh, one year's likely not a sign of a permanent fix, but it is a sign of progress, yeah. which is not often what you hear about things from Washington. <laughs> so good news. The board of trustees recommended that Congress continue to act to address these issues. And it's also important to realize that 2035 would not be the end of social security benefits as a whole. In current projections, there would still be enough income coming into social security to pay 80% of scheduled monthly benefits. So for today's retirees, not as concerning immediately or some older retirees, but for you and I, a little less down the pike. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Yeah. So it likely it's not going to be enough to cover your monthly expenses by itself. Right. It's also unlikely to completely vanish from the calculation. So very important to really be thinking about putting away what you can from early on. I think it ties back into that. I believe what's important maximize your social security income when the time comes that's going to be huge and i highly recommend working with a financial services professional to determine the right time and strategy for your personal financial situation okay that that's a good point and so i know you have an offer regarding that for our listeners today yeah um you've heard me talk about a lot we do this thing that's called the social security maximization report and it's customized to your personal situation and we, it's a really simple thing to do. You can log on to our website and you go to the top left-hand corner. It's this thing called the color of money risk analysis. It's a questionnaire, self-assessment questionnaire. Fill that out. And then once you put your information in, you can click that you want that social security maximization report. And then when those are done, schedule a complimentary consultation. We do it. There's no cost, no obligation. When those things are done, you come on in and we sit down, we talk about what they mean, and the things you can do to put your comprehensive financial plan in place so that you don't have to worry about the danger that lies in some of these myths. Right. And I think that's very important. Now, we've been talking about Social Security. Um, There's monthly expenses. Delaying savings obviously can have a large impact on our financial future. So there are a lot of misconceptions uh, and incorrect uh, assumptions about uh, a number of these issues. So, uh, and I look forward to building on what we've already been discussing. What's the next type of misconception or assumption you want to talk about? So the next one I want to talk about today is how a rate cut by the Federal Reserve impacts the everyday American consumer. Another of our sources today is an article from CNBC.com titled, Here's How the Fed Rate Cut Affects You. In late October 2019, the Federal Reserve uh, announced their decision to cut interest rates by a quarter point. This was the third time in 2019 that they decided to cut rates. Wow. Wow, really? So yeah. uh, that's interesting. It does feel, at least to me, that 
uh, rate cuts like this or increases get a lot of attention, but what do they really do? How do they really impact us? Uh, you know, that's what people want to know, right? Yeah, it's a great question. So sometimes people react emotionally to them, but let's get down to the, you know, the sticks in this and talk the about this. Yeah, I mean, we could look the from the big tax, picture. So how how about speak. from the big picture first? Lower re- rates mean cheaper loans, right? That, so that can impact the average American by producing lower rates on credit cards, student loans, monthly car payments, even a mortgage or home equity loan. But if we look at it a little bit more, uh, in a slowing economy, lenders are often less likely to approve loans. So some consumers may not be able to take advantage of the lower rates. And in addition, interest rates on savings accounts, those will decrease as well. So that can lead to less growth in some savings vehicles too. Yeah. So that's the big picture. How about credit cards though? What does a federal rate cut mean for our monthly payments? Many credit cards have a variable rate, which means that your rate will change when the Fed cuts rates. According to WalletHub.com's credit card debt study, Trends and Insights from September 2019, Americans started 2019 with more than $1 trillion worth of credit card debt. But uh, with, you know, with interest rates in the teens and 20s, a quarter point will not likely make a huge difference or even maybe a noticeable difference. Right. And that's that's important. What about savings accounts then? Uh, That's credit cards. What about my savings accounts? Are those affected? Well, the rate cut also impacts savings accounts. So interest rates on savings accounts are tied to the Fed's rate. So they're already low. The third cut of the year will decrease them even further. There was a survey by bankrate.com called Best Online Savings Accounts for October 2019, nearly 7 in 10 savers earn less than 2% interest on their savings accounts. So you're certainly not outpacing inflation. And, you know, if you're like my grandmother who thought diversifying her portfolio meant having it in different banks, uh, you're you're seriously <laughs> losing purchasing power. Yeah, uh, that's not good. Right. If you're looking at pursuing other savings options, you may want to investigate a certificate of deposit. That CNBC article sites you can find average rates on one two three year cds well above two percent and we have access to new offerings every day so if that's something you're interested in you could always give us a call yeah definitely um but how about mortgages are they impacted by a rate cut not directly linked with the fed mortgages aren't but they over time they've been influenced by the fed yeah the economy and and inflation that cnbc.com Details that mortgage rates have been declining over the past year. Now, low rates may mean that this is a good time to investigate refinancing your existing mortgage to a lower rate. If your current rates in it, if your current mortgage is an adjustable rate mortgage, you may notice a lower monthly cost as well. And if you can refinance it into a fixed rate, you probably have a little bit more peace of mind as well. Uh, the rate cut will also continue to make home equity line of credit more affordable for those that wish to pursue them. If if there's a remodel or upgrade that you've been waiting to make, now might be a good financial moment to make that move. Yeah. Would it be a right to assume that rate cuts can impact other types of loans then too? Yes, that might not even be an assumption, Tony. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Auto loans have remained low over the past few years, even though the rate fluctuation from the Fed. And according to bankrate.com, a quarter point difference on a, on a loan of $25,000 would only come down to a savings of about $3 each month. So you may not notice that unless you're a student with a student loan. Now, if you have a student loan with a private company, it may have a variable rate that's related to the Fed cuts. If so, you may pay less interest on that loan. The details vary from loan to loan, though. 
like many of the changes we mentioned, the monthly difference might not be noticeable, but students often feel just dollars being a big difference. Oh, yeah. And it can be a big difference to them, especially right out of college. When it comes to the Fed cuts, uh, misconceptions and assumptions can come easy. They get a lot of coverage. Search Federal Reserve interest rate cut on Google and you'll find a swarm of news articles. There's a lot of journalistic noise out there about it. Now, Fed cuts uh, and changes receive a lot of media attention. They impact the economy, but as we've detailed today, they may not seem consequential to the everyday American consumer. You're right. It seems like the media blows it up quite a bit. Um, Why don't you let our listeners know once again how they can get a hold of you and get things like the Social Security Maximization Report, set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Sure. You can call us 800-339-9252 or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Well, this has been an interesting topic. Uh, We're talking about the danger of financial assumptions and a lot of misconceptions as well out there. Um, Now, I know you mentioned you wanted to talk about uh, working in retirement. Um, uh, We've talked about some interest rates uh, cuts by the Federal Reserve. Uh, You want to do an examine an article, I believe, from businessinsider.com, correct? Yeah, and it's actually, it's called Working in Retirement Doesn't Always Work, says an unemployed retiree who planned on it. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. yeah. So one of the main reasons that the article mentioned uh, pops up in several of the narratives of the people the writer interviewed. Many workers, from a salesman with 42 years experience to a veteran of the screen printing industry, said that finding a new job as an older worker was the biggest challenge. A screen printer said that her family exhausted their savings their individual retirement accounts and their pension plans while searching for new jobs. And the jobs the salesman found, he ended up losing due to health complications. Oh, yeah. See, it can be tough. Is that a common experience for older workers? I bet it is. I mean, it can be, sure. In fact, according to an article, Age Discrimination and Hiring of Older Workers, and that was from the Federal, Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, age can impact callback rates. Older female candidates for administrative positions were called back at a 47% lower rate than their younger competitors. The callback difference was even lower at only 36% for sales-related positions. And their discrepancy among male applicants as well, oh, but they're not as obvious across the board. For sales-related positions, older male candidates were called back 30% less than their younger competitors. Now, receiving a callback is just one measurement of job search success, but it can be a strong one. In my experience, it's exceedingly difficult to get hired for a job without having the opportunity to interview for that job. Right. It's hard to get the gig if you don't even have the chance at it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And another factor that can impact working during retirement could be layoffs or forced retirement. There's a study from ProPublica.org called it, If You're Over 50, Chances Are the Decision to Leave a Job Won't Be Yours. It was published December 2018. It analyzed data from the Health and Retirement Study and found that workers who enter their 50s holding full-time, long-term positions were often being pushed out of their position by employers. Overall, the study found that that group, 56% experienced employer-driven job loss and only 16% were still working. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that happening, uh, especially if uh, an employee uh, is over 50 and they've had the job a long time, they're probably at the high end of the pay scale. They've yeah, probably it's, you maxed know, that it, out. And a kid yeah. out of college that can do the same job and may, might have updated technological skills uh, costs half the price. 
yeah it it's it can it can feel bleak it can feel negative uh it can feel overly negative even but it's not why i wanted to mention this possible danger of assuming it, it may be natural easy to assume that you'll be able to keep your full-time long time uh, job if you continue to perform and if you want it to but however that could be a dangerous idea it may not be as easy as you think also to find another or even additional employment as an older worker yeah yeah i know it can be tough out there for older workers and, and as i as i get older you know in life i start to see these things and think about it and we've talked about a lot of assumptions and misconceptions today what would you recommend to our listeners um, who might have further questions about these topics. Well, yeah, we did touch on a lot. There was a lot of misconceptions, a lot of uh, myths about money, retirement, understanding how you know the Fed cuts impact the consumers, uh, challenges for older workers, you know, any of these things, any of the stuff, if it resonates with you, if you have other questions, how your retirement strategy can change to adapt to the future, uh, reach out, set up a time to talk with us. The financial service professionals in general, if you, if you don't want to talk to me, talk to someone. Uh, while many of today's topics feel negative, there's often a strategy or an adjustment that you can make, even starting today, to improve your financial tomorrow. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but as usual, our time has flown by. We're out of time for today's show. Why don't you let our listeners know one more time how they can get a hold of you and uh, get that uh, also that Social Security Maximization Report you mentioned. Yeah, easy. Go to our website, compass-ltd.com. Go to the top left-hand corner. It says color of money risk analysis. You answer some questions that are just, you know, how you feel about certain things. And then there's some fact-based that once you get that done and you enter your info, you can get into all different reports. I suggest, especially if you're interested in the Social Security, to request that report. Uh, it's personalized for your unique situation. And then schedule complimentary consultation. It doesn't cost there's no, you know, there's no fee, there's no obligation. Um, and it's a great way to put that stuff down, look at the steps you need to take to not just have the life you want today, but also to keep your eye on that life you want to have in the future. Go to the website, compass-ltv.com, or you can call us 800-339-9252. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.